Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. So this evening we're going to open up our Bibles to Exodus 14, 3 through 4. And so in 1960, 1946, um, author Gertrude Stein, she felt very ill. Amen. And she felt tired during a car journey. So she was uh, rushed to American Hospital in France. And so she was diagnosed with an advanced cancer. And so they operated on this woman, but it was too late. She died on July 27th. And so her last words baffled those around her. She said, what is the answer? She asked. When nobody replied, she laughed to herself and said, In that case, what is the question? And sometimes we cannot find the answer to our dilemmas because we're asking the wrong questions. And so, no doubt, this woman, you know, she had faith in God. Um, she laughed and said, and said those words, what faith, amen, this woman had. And sometimes we, we do not know, amen, the answers to our questions or to our dilemmas. And so we ask ourselves a lot of times, how did I get into this mess? We ask ourselves, how can we get out of this mess? Or quickly, how can I solve this problem? And a lot of times we ask ourselves, why did this happen to me? We ask ourselves these questions. And so these questions are natural to us because of our selfish nature. Uh, a lot of times we want to self-preserve ourselves. Amen. And that's who we are. Just thinking, you know, my children, when you ask them, you know, who did this, they'll usually point to one another. Amen. They want to self-preserve themselves. They want to avoid the question, or they'll, you know, they'll change, you know, they'll ta start talking about something else. But, amen, the questions we, we need to ask, I mean, I mean, sometimes are the wrong ones. And so there's a better approach, amen, to see things eternally. In a new way, when we run into difficulties, 
And so the next time you're overwhelmed, instead of asking, how can I get out of this mess? Try asking, how can God be glorified in this situation? And this is, you know, this goes against the grain. This is not normal for us, amen, because our natural instinct is for us to get out of the situation. Let it not be me. Amen. We, we look at our brother and sister and we're like, they're having a good day. Amen. Why does this have to happen to me? So instead of asking, amen, why is this going on? We should ask ourselves, how can God be glorified in these situations? So let us read Exodus 14, 3 through 4. For Pharaoh will say to the Israelites, They are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. I will harden and make stubborn Pharaoh's heart that he will pursue them and I will gain honor and glory over Pharaoh and all his host. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you, my King. Oh, that we can learn from you, that we can learn from your ways, Lord God. That when we're in perils, my God, when we're in tough times, let us look to you, Lord God, and ask you, my King, that how can you be glorified? For we all go through troubles, Lord God. We all go through troubling times in our lives. We thank you, Lord God, that you, Lord God, can be glorified in our situation. My God, as we... Uh, pray to you as we seek you in our daily lives. Lord God, make us strong. We praise you this evening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so C.H. McIntosh said, if we can only look upon a difficult crisis as an occasion to bring out on our behalf the sufficiency of divine grace, it would enable us to preserve the balance of our souls and to glorify God even in the deepest waters. And so think what he's saying this evening. He's saying that you and I, amen, we need to know that we're favored by God. And that when we are in difficulties, if we would understand this, amen, it would bring peace to our lives. And God is going to be glorified. So I want you to think, amen, what you're going through right now. Ask yourself, how can God be glorified in this situation? Amen. And so God deliberately orchestrated the Exodus event. On the occasion of demonstrating His power, amen, that He wields over His enemy, and the elements. And so, how many of us know that we have enemies of our souls? Enemies that are working against us. Enemies that are, that are trying, amen, to, to foil us from getting to heaven one day. And so, the enemies of our soul, amen, are trying to, amen, deliberately, amen, get us, amen, to... To uh, not believe, amen, God. And this is what the devil tries to do. 
But let me tell you that God delivered them from their circumstances. He delivered them, amen, by His mighty hands. And think about this. For generations to generations, the Israelites are singing the songs, amen, of what happened that, that day. How God delivered them. This is an example in Psalms 136, 3-15. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for His mercy and loving kindness endures forever. To whom alone does great wonders, for His mercy and His loving kindness endures forever. To Him who by wisdom and understanding made the heavens, for His mercy and kindness endures forever. To Him who stretched out the earth upon the waters, for His mercy and kindness endures forever. To Him who made the great lights, and it goes on to say, the sun to rule over the day, the moon and stars to rule by night, to him who smote Egypt in their firstborn, and brought out the Israelite from among them, with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm. It keeps going. His mercy endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea into parts, and made the Israelites Passed through the midst of it, but shook off and overthrew Pharaoh and his host into the Red Sea. And so, think about this: they're singing these songs, they're telling, they're they're telling, Amen, their children, and their children are telling their children of what happened that day. And so, from generation to generation, this is going on. This is basically them giving testimony to their kids and their kids. And no doubt, this was a testimony also to the other nations. Because they knew who the children of Israel were and who their God was after all this happened. And so basically, it put them on the map. It basically said, don't mess with Israel because God, God Almighty is with them. So God, amen, wants to be glorified. So when other people are watching you and I, amen, and they see us go through life, they see us go through uh, maybe sickness, trials, or whatever it may be, amen, financial difficulties, that you can be, amen, a banner unto them. That you can be, amen, something that stands out to them. That when they see your life, they want that. And that's, that's what we're meant to be. Amen. Um, I think I've said this before. Um, just Cynthia's brother's. You know, or, or Cindy's brother. You know, that's how he got saved. is because he'd been watching our lives for years. And no doubt there's, a, there's two more brothers, amen, that are, that are going, they, they're always going through difficulties. They're always going through trials, but they can't handle life, amen. 
And a lot of times they'll 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 call my wife, they'll complain, they'll be mean or whatever. But let me tell you that our testimony hasn't changed. What they see in us, amen, and what we represent, amen, is 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 the God Almighty, the God, amen, that delivered the Israelites. The same God, amen, lives in us, amen, and we have our testimonies. And so, amen, J. Hudson Taylor says, I know he tries me only to increase my faith, and that's all in love. Well, if he is glorified, that is all that I need. Amen. And so no doubt this is a man of faith who said this. And no doubt that he's been through trials. He's been through tribulations. Amen. He, and he's able to say this. And I'm confident, amen, today that I'm able to say this. And my wife is able to say this. And it's because we've learned, amen, from God. We've, we've always, we've not always been able to say that, but now we can. Amen. And so, this evening we can learn, amen, from God, from Jesus Christ and His Word. And so Jesus, He had a different perspective. He always thought to Himself, how can my God, how can my Father be glorified? John 11, 1 through 4 says, Now a certain man named Lazarus was ill. He was of Bethany, the village where Mary and her sister Martha lived. This Mary was the one anointed, who anointed uh, Jesus with perfume, and she wiped his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was sick. So the sisters went to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus received the message, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but on the contrary, it is to honor God and promote his glory, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Think about this. Amen. And so this is Jesus' perspective. This, amen, is what he says in the scriptures, you know, that that he sees things differently. And so shortly after this, amen, these scriptures that I read in John 12, Jesus arrives in Jerusalem on Psalm Sunday. And so think about this. People are praising him. He's, he's on a donkey. He's on a colt. And so they're giving him praise. There, there's a big party going on. And But let me tell you that Jesus, he's not concerned about this. You know what Jesus Christ is concerned about? He's thinking about the cross and all that's going to happen to him. He's thinking about the cross and how God's going to be glorified. He's thinking about the cross, amen, and how he's going to die for our sins. And we're going to be drawn. We're going. We're going to uh, draw near to God. That's what he's thinking about. 
He's not thinking about all these people, amen, this this great, you know, party, festival they're throwing for him. What he's thinking about, amen, is that God is going to be glorified, that you and I, amen, are going to be delivered, that we're going to come in close relationship to God. And so, amen, that's what Jesus Christ is thinking about and thinking about. Amen. John 12, 27 through 28. He says, Now my soul is troubled and distressed. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour of trial and agony. But it was for this very purpose that I have come to this hour, that I may undergo it. Rather, I will say, Father, glorify, honor, exalt your own name. That there and then there came a voice from heaven saying, "I have already glorified it, and I will glorify it it again." And so this is this is Jesus Christ, Amen. And the famous words that He has said, you know, "Not my will, but Your will." And so, think about this. This is G- Jesus' most trying time in his life, and that's his response. He knows, amen, what's going to happen to him. Amen. And so I want to give you a hope this evening because, amen, I don't think I could have gone with, through what Jesus Christ went through, and that's, that's the crucifixion. Amen. What a lot of times, you know, we go through is is nothing compared to that. And and if Jesus Christ said this, Amen, knowing what was going to happen to him, can we say this, Amen? When 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 you and I go through difficulty, and so God doesn't waste, Amen, suffering. If he leads us into impossible spots, let me tell you that he will deliver you and I from them. In his own way, in his own time, and for his name's sake. And so God sometimes raises difficulties. Amen. In the way of his people, said Matthew Henry, that he may have the glory of subduing them and helping his people over them. So sometimes God will lead us, amen, into situations because he knows that he has the power over them. And so the Lord devises ways of turning in our difficulties and problems into praise. God, amen, wants praise. Isaiah 61, 3 says, To grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion, to give them an ornament, a garland of beauty, Instead of ashes. The oil of joy. Instead of mourning. 
the garment of praise instead of heavy. Burden and failing spirit. Burden with uh, and burdened and with failing spirit that they may be called oaks of righteousness. Lofty, strong, magnificent, upright, just, right standing with God, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Think about this scripture. It says, it says an oak. Amen. Oaks are well planted. Amen. They, their, their roots go down deep. And so God, amen, wants us to be planted upon Jesus, amen, that he may be glorified. And when we're planted, amen, upon him, our, our roots are going to go deep. Amen. And so he, let's look at this evening at his ways. So with the same confidence, we can say that in some way, our God will deliver his people from every trial and trouble that we can encounter. And so it might not be the way we want or the way we think, but let me tell you that God will deliver. He will do it, amen, for his, his own namesake. He will do it for His glory. Um, years ago when, when my wife, amen, and I were, were dating, I went to her parents actually and I, and I asked them for her hand. Um, God had spoken to me um, at a conference. And so um, her mom was like, we we were there at the, at her house and her mom was there, her dad was there, and so her her parents were totally against it. They're totally opposed to it. And it's amazing, you know. I I told them, I said, God, you know, put her on my heart. He spoke to me. I go. I told them, if this is the will of God, you're not going to be able to stop this. And so I was like, okay, God, you take a hold of it. It's in your hands. And so within, I think, a couple weeks, amen, her mom, like, she came on board. And her, so her parents, amen, paid for half of the wedding. Her mom was saying that she wasn't going to be in the wedding. She wasn't going to show up. And so what they ended up doing is they ended up paying for half the wedding. And it's crazy because they, today, you know, they love, our, they love our children. They can't stay away from them for like too long. Amen. They've come here thinking... You know, they were never going to see them, and they've been here, amen, to visit us a lot. And another thing is that they're real good friends with my parents. Think of this. And so I could have said, you know, well, I give up, whatever. But I gave it to God, amen, and, and God moved. 
so so many stories that I have that I that I've given things to God and God has moved. Why I've let you know I haven't understood things, and and God has moved and God has amazed me, and uh, what He's done. So in the Red Sea accounts, the Lord intended from the beginning to get His to get the glory from Himself, and so. He snatched the people, amen, from the from the from their annihilation at the last moment. Think about this. The Egyptians are coming, and the sea is before them. And at the last moment, Jesus, God, amen, He saves His people. They think they're gonna die. And I just want to say this evening that, that our God is faithful. He's faithful. 1 Corinthians 10.13 You need to write this scripture down. Highlight it. It says, For no temptation, no trial regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes, or where it leads, has overtaken you and laid hold on you, that it is not common to men, that is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance, and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to the human experience, and such as man can bear, but God is faithful, and He, not to let you be tempted and tried beyond your ability, strength of resistance and power to endure. But with the temptation, He will always provide the way out, the means for escape, that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear bear up under it plenty. And so God does not give us more than we can handle. Sometimes we, we may think, amen, that we can't handle certain things. But God knows how much you can handle. I've been in situations I'm like, God, I can't bear this. Here recently, God, I can't handle this. But but it's amazing how, how I can handle it with him. And so, amen, that, that scripture right there is, is very comforting. Because sometimes, you know, we think temptation a lot of times is sin. You know, temptation could be... For us to, you know, just when we're going through something and, and not believe God that he's going to get us out of it or that God's going to, you know, present a way out for us. And, and I've done that before. I'm like, no, no, you know, this is not going to work. But it amazes me how, how God is able to deliver me. And I thought he was going to deliver me in a certain way. But God does, 
He doesn't do that. Amen. Because if God delivers us in the way that we think, amen, then you're going to get the glory, not him. And so he does things according to his ways and his will. Amen. And so can I have every head bow and every eye closed this evening? You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.